Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Long Live Rock and Roll podcast. Uh, this episode you're about to hear is the second part of the discussion that myself, Felipe, and Daria had, where we counted our top five rock vocalists. Part one, which was released two weeks ago, counted the vocalists from number five to number three, and this second part concludes our discussions counting vocalists two to one. Enjoy. So now we move on to the top two singers. So Dash, would you like to give us your second favourite rock vocalist? Exciting. Miles Kennedy of uh, Alterbridge. And recently Slash. Yeah. And uh, the Conspirators. The Conspirators, yeah. Miles is just... Miles. We all just just took a breath because we were just like, Miles Kennedy. I just love this guy. Good looking fella as well. Yes, yeah. He's brilliant. Why do you like him so much, though? Because he's a good-looking fan. Yeah. <laughs> he is just... He's got this... It's You know what? He doesn't have any distortion in his voice. He, he has this clean, crisp tone. Yeah. And he's a rock singer. So that just says that, oh, you don't have to distort to be a rock singer, by the way. Because, you know, that's a big deal for people. Oh, you're not a rock singer mm. if you can't distort. No, look at Miles Kennedy. Brilliant, clean vocal. Yeah. Sings a slash. And yeah. he's rock and roll. He it all. Yeah. <laughs> and he can sing the Axl Rose material with yeah. his own voice. Oh, and I'll be honest, it doesn't sound bad. And also, um, isn't it rock and roll to be allowed to do? Whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I don't want to distort and I'm yeah. a rock singer. Actually, it's a bigger challenge, isn't it? Because he's not going for the cliche. He's going for something... No. And you know. he's got, again, years of vocal training with the same um, Ron Anderson that trained M. Shadows, Avenged uh, Sevenfold. And um, you can hear it in his voice. And if you listen to Alter Bridge, like early albums from like 2008 and now you can hear a difference. Yeah. Although he was already very good, obviously, back then, but you can hear more control, more stamina, and uh, just overall, his tone, I think, has improved as well. Um, yeah, I think I just... When I heard Alter Bridge first, and I heard the kind of notes that he hits, and it's just, it's just mind-blowing... It's just completely yeah. mind-blowing. I think with Miles Kennedy, what's impressed me most is, most is that you alluded to it, is that he's taken... So he's currently touring with Slash, and he's taken those Guns N' Roses songs, and what he hasn't done is cover them. No. What he has done is made them his own yeah. for that five minutes. There, he, without without yeah. making it like ridiculously different from yes. the original, yeah, it's, like, it's just it doing. In, it, it's, it, uh, what I mean is that his voice is the only changing factor. The band plays "Sweet Child of Mine" exactly how Guns N' Roses do. The only thing that's changed is the vocal performance and the vocal tone, if you like. And I think it's different enough, but unique enough and special enough to give the fans like me the reason to say, "Well, he's he's owned that." Yeah, absolutely. Also, See, he's singing with Slash, performing some stuff he wrote with Slash and some of the other stuff, and Guns N' Roses stuff. The way he... Uh, the, the fact that he's playing different bands, right? He's got his own solo stuff as well, doesn't he? He's got solo stuff, he's got Alter Bridge, playing with Slash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like three different projects, they do not sound the same at all. No, that's a very good point. Your, you make your voice fit... But that's interesting because his voice is the, his voice is very unique, wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? It's, yeah, yeah. Whereas we've yeah. said that Corey Taylor can do the singing and the screaming on different ends. Miles Kennedy's much more in a one kind of singing zone. Would you agree to an extent? No. No. Why you know not? Why? Because I don't think you. 
We've got an argument respect. here. <laughs> debate. Respect, you Rock probably, and roll debate. You probably haven't heard like how he can sing really low as well. And then hit all this crazy high notes. He's got massive range. But what I'm Definitely saying... bigger than like Corey's. No, but I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that if you were to play a, the heaviest Slipknot song and the lightest Slipknot song to a random person, they might say... Two different singers. I oh, know, I get you. Whereas yeah. Miles Kennedy, even if he sings low and high, I think you can yeah. always tell it's Miles. Yeah. And what I mean with regards to that, with regards to what you said, is that it's fascinating that he's got three projects, all within the same kind of genre, hard rock, classic rock kind of vibes. Yeah. His voice is still the Miles Kennedy voice, yet, as you said, those projects executing different kinds of music. Yeah. It's yeah. fascinating. I think I think he's just got so much within his voice that I, I argue is limited only in I don't want to say anything bad in about style. it in style right. he's executed three different bands with three different sounds what and a, I think that's a credit to him what a pro he is bloody pro he is Miles yeah. <laughs> um, Dash your three or any of your favourite Miles Kennedy tracks there's too many to choose from <laughs> right let's, let's can we just add whilst yeah. Dash chooses a track Miles Kennedy is a phenomenal guitar player Oh yeah, he, he plays. We forgot yeah. that he plays that. rhythm guitar for one of the most technical alternative metal bands around called Alter Bridge. Yeah. Alter Bridge. Oh no, I've forgotten his name. The guitarist. Oh, I know this. Uh, anyway, Tremonti. well done. I, oh god, I was forgotten that Mark Tremonti of Alter Bridge. He's the soloist. He's the one who does all the fast ones. But Miles Kennedy's up there. Miles Kennedy can hold the rhythm down yeah. and solo fantastically. So yeah, See, just, just saying, know like that he's the, a brilliant um, singer and a guitarist. And I just want to point out to the fact that uh, we forget stuff. You didn't remember that. I didn't remember <laughs> the name of the song. Uh, as, as long Shit as I happens. Can see the light. Shit happens. This is reality show, yeah. right? This is proper. <laughs> Screw the Kardashians. Yeah, Come here, yeah. So exactly, um, this babe, is... <laughs> your your few Kennedy songs. So actually, my viewers and my YouTube channel because I reacted to one of the songs. Yeah, that they did. Actually, with Mark Tremonti, because he sings as well, you know. Yeah. Mark Tremonti sings as well. They did Words Darker Than Their Wings, and it's a live version from, I think it was Royal Alba Hall. Is there a version on Spotify? I think there will be. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll try and Yeah, live at the Royal Alba Hall. I'm seeing it right now. Oh, my word. He hits, like, absolutely insane notes there. Okay, and that's the one that I would definitely recommend listening to. Um, and also, I quite like the album uh, "The Last Hero." I quite like that one. And my the song from the album for the playlist. I love the writing on the wall. That's a brilliant song. And um, I also really love uh, "So Walk the Sky," the latest album, two thousand nineteen. Wouldn't you rather? Is that a song from yeah, the album? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not a question. So, so, it's a song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would rather a song, please. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent. That's Miles Kennedy. Felipe, your second favourite top rock vocalist. Oh, I think you're going to agree with me. This guy is really fucking good. Ian Gillen, oh. Deep Purple. Nice. Uh, yeah, he's got a solo career as well. It's really good. He, he did sing for Black Sabbath for yes, one album yeah. called Born Again. And Ian. Which is definitely not their best. And Ian sing. was once Jesus. Yes, he (laughs) He played Jesus Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, again, we tend to think that those people, they just like were born of some sort of special inspiration and stuff. He was a proper trained singer, singing musical shows and stuff like that, you know, Mm. theatre. And 
but he always wanted to be a guy in a band with his own character, his own personality. Yeah. So he said he didn't think twice when he got the chance to join Deep Purple. Said, you know, I can always go back to the theatre yeah. if the, if it doesn't, you know, if I don't make it as a, as a rock singer. So he went for it, and I mean, what a singer he is because mm-hmm. he brought all that classical theatrical stuff to rock. And I saw him live three times with Deep Purple. The first one being nineteen ninety nine, back in Brazil. And it's like he blew my mind because again, everyone comes to see them as a rock band. There's like shitloads of guitar solos, keyboard solos, drum solos, bass solos, whatever. The songs last for twenty minutes, <laughs> and is so basically he doesn't work for half of the gig, right? So the band is doing all that stuff, but when he sings. He seems to enjoy it so much. Yeah, it's like he seems to be having the time of his life in every single gig until nowadays. As such a character, really funny on stage, does all the jokes and 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 um, he can sing something like "Charming Time," which yeah. if you if, if you, you listen, know, you if know. you want to know how good the guy is, <laughs> listen to "Charming Time." Put the, down the list. The Made in Japan version. Made in yeah, Japan, the live that. because then you prove you can do it live. Yeah. You can do that song in studio, like doing chunks of it. Yeah. He does it live, and he keeps reaching a high. Like, he's not going to go higher than that, is it? Yeah. And, ne- and then next one, higher and higher and higher. He's just screaming, but it's so clean. And it's one of those songs, uh, you're just holding that high note, and if, if you don't hit the right note, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the end of the song. For two bars, that's it. You've exactly. It. Yeah. You just need to have total control to breathe properly, to sing. And it's, it, it's that song is kind of a show-off song for him. It's like, yeah. look look what I can do as a singer. It still makes sense with the context of the lyrics, you know, it's about war and stuff. But it's it's just... It's, it's insane. But uh, on the other hand, if you listen to ballads like When a Blind Man Cries, yeah. it's one of my favourite songs ever, of all songs of all time, because of his vocal performance. There's a song that Deep Purple do called Anyone's Daughter... Right, is it from the yeah. Fireball it's album? Maybe one, it's yeah. kind of yeah, but he has this kind of comedic way of phrasing his lines, and that comes back to the Jesus Christ thing. Mm. He's a performer. He's a theatrical, you know, a thespian, an actor, a, yeah. a musical theatre performer to an extent because he's a Jesus Christ superstar as well as a hard rock vocalist. Also, most of their lyrics are just silly, and he mentioned that once. He said, "Yeah, people criticize us for." Uh, not writing anything serious. So I wrote the song called Back in, in Back in 69, which is about an um, interesting sex, sex position. So, <laughs> so basically, he's yeah. always, always joking about uh, everything. He did a show for BBC and he couldn't swear. So he said the, the most nasty things you can possibly imagine in a poetic way. Right. I can't even I can't even yeah, remember yeah. the exact words, but he was saying stuff. He would laugh throughout the whole gig because he was saying things you can't say on BBC, yeah. but in a Shakespearean way. <laughs> Brilliant. So really clever guy. Big brain. You know, it's, I mean, really clever guy. It seems guy. to me, out of all the vocalists you've spoken about today, maybe with the exception of Corey Taylor, it feels like when I listen to him, Ian Gillen seems like the most untrained one. And that's not in any way a detriment to his vocals. I'm not saying he's the worst one out of all we've chosen. In, in, uh, in fact, I actually love Ian Gillen. It feels like he has a lot more freedom within his voice yeah. to do different things on stage 
than the others. We've talked about the the vocal um, accuracy of Miles Kennedy and Greg Lake's beautiful timbre, you know, but I've heard Ian Gillen sing so much stuff and it hasn't always been perfect. And that doesn't mean he's got it wrong. It means that he's going with the flow of the song. Yeah, exactly. And it feels to me that he yeah. is a much more of a feeling singer. Yeah. yeah. Let's do what the song requires in this moment, not when we do this live Maybe. in two weeks, I'm going to sing it exactly like this. Yeah. Maybe it's, more, it's almost like a... a Blue singer who happens to, to yeah. have a theatre training. I was just going to yeah. say about the blues. Yeah. Because um, what did we listen to the other day in the car? Deep Purple, Machine yeah, Head. Yeah, we did yeah. Lulu's Machine Head. And uh, you you can definitely hear all these blues influences in his I voice. So. And I think he's because of the blues influences. And what I what your point was about him not seeming like he's the, like the, the most trained yeah. one is because the blues influences like bring out more kind of kind of a conversational style of singing that's a great point yeah so this is why it seems like it but that that's the beauty of it though this is yeah. why it sounds like he's just you know free with whatever he wants to do with his phrasing and stuff Excellent, so yeah. so uh, yeah felipe some deep purple recommendations um childing time for to, to blow your mind if you're not familiar yeah. with him <laughs> and um I'd go for Lazy. Yeah. Great yeah. vocal performance. Highway Star. Mm-hmm. And two ballads on top of that, so you can hear his, his uh, interpretation of ballads. When a Blind Man Cries. And Sometimes I Feel Like Screaming. Okay, so. brilliant. Nice. Excellent. So on to my second favourite vocalist. Um, and there's actually... We, we just chatted a bit about this before the show and I forgot to include someone, so I've shuffled about to include this person. Number two for me... Ronnie James Dio of Rainbow, Dio and Black Sabbath. Brilliant. What I love most about Dio is... Actually, what I love most about Dio is the song Stargazer by Rainbow on the uh, Rising album, which we'll put in the playlist. That's what I love most about Dio. What I love second most about Dio is how he came into Black Sabbath with a completely different voice, a completely different sounding vocal to Ozzy Osbourne and kept the integrity, power, heaviness and attitude of Black Sabbath kept it going. That did not change. What do you think? That is... I just love his... He's so powerful. His voice is just... It it's operatic Yeah, to me. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And he's got like such bright tone. Mm. But it works so well in a heavy environment. This is, I actually really like that when you've got bright tone of a vocalist and kind of heavier music, heavy guitars, you know, yeah. or like crazy solos. And it just works. It blends so well. And, but it stands out as well. And when I heard Stargazer for the first time, it's incredible, oh, isn't my it? words yeah. just, just blew me away. I, um, I've seen a video of him recording with, um, Jack Black Tenacious D Tenacious D and it's just impressive because he came you know he took it so seriously again what a pro Uh, he came to the studio to record those songs it's it's, it's, you know it's just people having a laugh isn't it it's it's a the old cliche rock songs made as a joke intended to be a joke yeah uh, a pastiche of, of rock and roll and he came to record them and the sound engineer press record and he does one perfect take and Jack Black says wow that's it and the sound engineer says yeah I'm glad that I, I recorded that one that's it you don't need to do another one mm. it was just a warm up 
Yeah. And he yeah. nailed it. Wow. And it's just like, it's how committed he was with his singing. Also, I, I, I know him from Black Sabbath, and, and the first album I've listened to with him was uh, Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a completely different band with him on vocals. Yeah. And it doesn't matter when people say, oh, but yeah, he's got much more technique than Ozzy. Obviously, he would do a good job. Well, no one, and I mean no one, can replace Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. So that character, that specific voice, the way he performed the Sabbath. So I think that's one of the most difficult jobs in the world. You step mm. into a band like Sabbath on the top of their game. Yeah. And you just need to replace a guy who sound, doesn't sound like you at all and whom everyone loved. So do you agree with my comment when I said about Dio that he's come in and he's been able to keep everything we love except from the literal sound of Black Sabbath. He changed the sound of Sabbath, but he kept the rock and rollness to the highest so level. So if Sabbath were rising through the 70s, when Dio came, they didn't drop. We're yeah. all in agreement that no, they just they didn't. kept on going. The job, he had a very specific job. It's like, you need to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing to do with a band like them. Exactly. And yeah. they're all friends from Birmingham. And he was just an outsider, right? Yeah. Just a guy they, they, they met professionally yeah. and invited to the band. And did such a great job. So uh, I'm going to recommend a few songs. Yeah. Uh, Neo Knights from Heaven and Hell. Um, Heaven and Hell. Heaven and, and Hell. Hell. Yeah. And there's an album called Live Evil, the okay. first live album with him, or maybe the only. Um War Pigs from that album. Oh, I've never heard him. Oh, that. Is man. It good? Brilliant. To I'm going to add in Holy Diver, uh, Stargazer's already in there, and one more from Rainbow called A Light in the Black. We're on to the number ones now, guys. So, Whoa. here it is, the moment. Dash number one. Roll the drums. You're the drummer, you do I, I don't have drums. Oh, I'll here. do it. <laughs> Dash is number one rock vocalist. Roll the sofa. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Wow. I love Chris Cornell. This guy, I think he was just one of a kind. Of Soundgarden, by the way. Of Soundgarden, of Audio Slave, of Temple of the Dog, of, of quite oh, a what few. now Temple of the Dog. Yeah. That is amazing. God, I've He's listened to He's done that. so much stuff musically. Yeah. Um, and he left, I mean, I'm just so sad he's not around anymore, to mm. be honest. I am very sad about that because he was he was one of a kind. I think his voice was just so unique so raw his screams i just love it and he had also had extensive vocal training actually from ron anderson as well from ron anderson as well and it doesn't seem like it does it like he doesn't seem like a guy it, who it seems go like get. he's it a rock like, and roller it seems yeah. like ron anderson should be top of all our lists <laughs> he's done this <laughs> I know, he, yeah, he's he chris's chris's vocals i mean we've recently got into soundgarden you and me i have a really sad story which is that i saw soundgarden at download 2000 and either 12 or 13 i didn't know who they were and I watched this band and I was like, oh yeah, this is good. He, he's wicked. And I never oh, did babes. anything more after that <laughs> until about six months ago where me and Dash got into Soundgarden and started listening to him intensely. Um, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, what a voice. I know. I knew him so from Audio pure. Slave before. Yeah. Like, because I listened to Audio Slave a little bit. I, I had students who wanted to sing a bit of Audio Slave. So I was like, right, okay, let's let's study it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, we, we just go into Soundgarden and... Oh, 
Bad Mode Finger album. Mm. I love every single track. I have a CD in my car and I listen to it all the time and have <laughs> no shame about that, okay? Um, he had, I think he had such, like, love for music, but he wasn't the the most active on stage guy. He kind of... Yeah, you know he's very I mean reserved that? on stage. He's very reserved. He doesn't perform mm. to anywhere near the same extent Bruce, Freddie, Corey yeah, that we've spoken about. Very different. But you can still obviously see that he cared so much about his performances. And uh, he was really in the music when he performed. Like he would sometimes just close his eyes and just play his guitar and sing. And what did what was that live performance we watched? Live at the Artist then? Yeah, yeah. Really recommend that one because I think you can see a piece of his personality there as well. Because it's very important to understand his songwriting because his lyrics were very, very sad, mostly. You know, mm. it's like I was I was analyzing um, some of his songs the other day. It was. Just some stuff that he doesn't say it, you know, directly, but you can tell he was in pain, this guy, you know, and he just wrote songs about it. I mean, they're great songs. How do you describe his vocals? What stands out to you about his tone, about his... I love his distortion. I think it's it's unique. It's, it's really good raw, at long notes. Raw as well, emotion, it? yeah, holding the notes. He was really great technically. Like technique was amazing yeah. as well because he played guitar as well. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So not all the time, but he did when it needed it. Yeah. So yeah, it it just says it all really, and I just think if you really want to understand Chris Cornell, and I'm only I'm only at the um, at the beginning of it, really, you know. Um, so I'm only at the beginning of understanding sort of understanding fully because I think it's you, you can just un, kind of dig and dig and dig into it. Yeah. But I think it it's worth reading his lyrics. Yeah. Definitely. Does that add another level to? Oh, the absolutely. To to um to sort of understanding his vocals as well. Yeah. The way he projected it. What songs would you like to put into the playlist? Oh my goodness, so many. But I'll try to narrow it down. I'll try, okay? I'd like to put in uh, Hands All Over by Soundgarden and Beyond the Wheel. I think those are phenomenal performances. I would go... I mean, I love Our Chine, sorry. I know it's a very famous song, but I love it. Our Chine is great. Holy Water, I love that one. I think it's brilliant. Um, New Damage. It's just like he screams that, you know, like, powerful mm. but they're very short as well so you like and it just grabs you Perfect. i love Excellent. that i want to mention two songs show me how to live and i am the highway show me how to live Perfect. is brilliant yeah because yeah, uh, one thing to say about him is um i think i think when they put audio's life together that was a really really big moment for rock and roll because they are way more commercial than Soundgarden. yeah and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Although loads of people hated that, said, guys, we want rock and roll to communicate with a lot of people. We want the, the, the genre itself to recycle itself and, and, and survive, right? Yeah. And what a good way to get into Soundgarden 
through Aldersley. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. You're just getting so they were fans. yeah, they were much more commercial band in a certain way, but they rock and roll as fuck. They're heavy, you know. And if you listen to that, to to, I think they released only two albums. Am I right? I'm not I sure. Think, I don't yeah, really two or three albums. Not as, they didn't do much because then I think Rage Against the Machine got back together and he started his solo stuff, whatever. But uh, they were so important for rock music, yeah. you know, to to you know uh, sell millions of albums and communicate with a lot of new people and bring new audiences to rock and roll. Mm. So yeah, what about excellent um, Felipe's number one. Top rock vocalist. My number one. We'll do it better than Don't better drummer I'll, than last I'll, che- I'll check my notes right now. Yeah, that was decent. Um, it's a guy called Robert Plant from a band called Led Zeppelin, if you guys ever heard of it. Do you know Led Zeppelin, guys? How predictable do you say? It doesn't matter. But I'll tell you why. Um, and in this case, nothing to do with how good is, you know, technically or whatever. It's just the emotion. Mm. It's just the emotion. um, Because I think that's what, you know, music's all about. How can you make people feel things, you know? So when I listen to, and you can put that on the list, go to California. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow. Um, You know, it, it does... Take you back to the seventies, and you feel like you were a hippie, you know, in, in the caravan or something like that. And is, and also he he reaches like a really high note yeah. and a really low note. I think it's like two octaves away. Those notes like insane. He had a really, I mean, he has a great range. I don't know how he sounds now. It he sounds. Like it still that. sounds good. I don't think he goes for all the high yeah. notes anymore. Understandably, but I saw him live again about. I don't know, probably nine years ago, something like that. Mm. And he was spot on. It was good. Yeah. And the uh, thing is, it's, it's, uh, it's just the fact that um, my number one thing about him is the, 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 the tempo, how he uses the rhythm. Mm. Right? Very unorthodox. He, he sings, you know, he, let's say Jim Page hits a chord. So, oh, the vocals are starting now. Oh, he didn't. Oh, yeah. started late. And you listen to... Um, um, since I've been loving you, uh, studio, and then listen to it live. Any of the live versions, they're all completely different. Vocally, yeah. The lyrics are the same, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Even the, though the lyrics yeah. might change, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, and they're all good. I think the one that stands out for me most when I think of a typical Robert Plant vocal performance is from the first album, and that's called Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. Oh, um, yeah. It's just so... Which is far from being his... Most correct, yes, agreed. But it, it to me signified the start of this is Robert Plant, the performer. And we always joke, me and Dash, whenever we listen to Zeppelin in the car, I'll do the so if we do Stairway to if we listen to Stairway to Heaven, I'll I'll sing, I'll be driving, I'll go, and she's buying the stairway just because he does, he always does these things with his hands, but it's emotive, yeah, it's it's a performance that you know, we we talked about Bruce running across the stage, Plant doesn't do that, but what he does do is. Just through hand but movements, you, know you can what? see how he wants to sing, what message he wants to put across. We can tell a lot with our hands, he's you know. An amazing stage presence. Yeah, yeah. When he's on stage, you want to watch him. It's like, oh, what he's gonna do next? Yeah, it's exciting. He's like, he's a really exciting performer. Although he doesn't do like I don't know, flips and jumps yeah. and runs, but you just wanna, you just wanna 
really watch mm. and like oh, this stuff I this... think it's so unique yeah, and is. he's just so fabulous like as soon as like he's on stage he can just <laughs> he knows he's fabulous as well that's, that's a good point he, he has he confidence knows. in himself because yeah. he knows he that he can deliver well they say that um, at some point Peter Grant uh, was Led Zeppelin's manager and Jimmy Page considered to sack him after the first album because oh. his yeah, because right. his live performance because they he didn't own the band right he was kind of hired or something like that invited to be part of a band in which he wasn't in charge of, uh, so he could be sacked if they wanted to but they they felt like he was a great singer but he had no presence on stage for the first tour he wasn't comfortable he he wasn't like and he just improved in that sense and he started to, and, and at a certain point he he became like the image of the band yeah, you know, yeah. from from being yeah. a guy who wasn't comfortable on stage mm. with a number one album which yeah. is really a really hard position to be you're number one everyone loves your music but you still can't lead the band on stage so he evolved into that persona that is uh pretty much as Freddie Mercury in a completely different style you are in charge of the crowd you 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 you, you can you can lead the band and the crowd and he does that really well mm. and it's again um listen to uh, um 10 years gone and listen to there's a song um called wonderful one it's jimmy page and robert plant okay. it's such a beautiful ballad and the way he sings the way he goes from like the way he holds the note for longer than you expected and then he starts the next line Later than he expected, how, how are you gonna fit that in, in the room? And, and it just works, and he does it. Yeah, he was to, uh, he recorded an album with uh, Alison Krauss, and uh, he's done two actually with her. He's done two albums with her, and there's uh, I, I was listening to his podcast, and and she she kind of criticized him, and he just he was singing harmonies, mm. and she said to him, I'm kind of struggling to sing with you, and so why. Because of the rhythm, you know, you keep changing it. So, can you sing the same song twice in the same way? And it was like, I, I don't think I ever done that. <laughs> and he had to learn how to repeat yeah. a melody in order to harmonize with someone. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, any other songs for Plant's playlist? Uh, so I said, Going to California, 10 Years Gone, uh, Wonderful One. Those are ballads. And then you said, Babe, Babe I'm, I'm Going to Leave, leave You. you. Um, Kashmir, I think. I think Kashmir. the vocal performance of Kashmir is lovely. Check Kashmir from. Robin the and page plant. and plant yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah I will, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah page and plant. Excellent. Um, uh, what's the name of the album? No Quarter. That's the album. Yeah. Okay, so from Listen that one, the, yeah, Cashmere. Also, one heavy one, um, Good Times, Bad Times. Yeah, oh, yeah good, good point yeah. Excellent, so we come down to the final one. This is my top, top rock vocalist. Now, take me seriously, because when I said this to Dash and Felipe, there was a big laugh around, but I'll, I'll justify my reasons. My top gonna rock, laugh again. My top rock vocalist <laughs> is the one and only Jack Black. Um, I, I, I stick by this. I'm fine with this. He is the singer of Tenacious D, if anyone doesn't know. And it's a, it's a jokey mock band, but what is not a joke is Jack Black's love and passion for heavy metal. You can tell this in multiple places. The movie, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. The movie, School of Rock. I love the that. The albums of uh, Tenacious D, there's a song called The Metal, which he says, you know, grunge tried to kill the metal, but it failed. 
New Wave tried to destroy the metal, but it failed. He loves heavy metal music. Dio, as Felipe mentioned in that little anecdote earlier, Dio was invited to film one scene of the uh, Tenacious D Pick a Destiny movie, and it was Jack Black's honour for Dio to record a song he'd written. Now, for Jack Black, as a frontman and as a vocalist, I think he's criminally underrated as a vocalist because he's an actor. <laughs> I think people don't take him seriously, but the first scene in School of Rock where he's playing with his band and he's, he's pretending he's fucking around doing with the guitar knobs and saying, yeah, turn it up. And then he runs to the mic and belts out this backing vocal note that is like, oh my God. And even in this rest of School of Rock, when he performs his songs, you know, when he's doing it to the class, he's like, in the end of time. His voice is just wonderful. And what, uh, what cemented this for me is that the same weekend I saw Soundgarden and Sabbath at Download, Tenacious D were on that bill and I saw Tenacious D live. And this is now going a bit off the vocal side, but Jack Black, he's one of my favourite people ever because he is an A-list Hollywood celebrity who has no rules. You see all these people... Cameron Diaz um, buys a fur coat and the protesters are like, no to fur, no to fur. Yeah. And Cameron Diaz has to say, I'm sorry, I won't buy fur again. I saw a video in 2013 before Jack Black walked on stage at Download Festival of him smoking a spliff with the rest of the band. They smoke the spliff, he puts the spliff out, he comes on, he's high as fuck. His eyes are red and he, he his eyes are squinting because he's just so high. And they come on and they play the set. How many Hollywood celebrities do you know can be caught on video smoking a spliff and, and still, then go and play a rock and roll gig? And Jack Black is the man. They still get roles in Hollywood after, after yes, doing exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. I just I, now back to the back to the stuffy question. Is, His vocals. I think he has a phenomenal vocal range. He can't be cancelled. No, you can't cancel <laughs> Jack Black. Dash, He's bring us back. That. Bring us back to topic. How is he as a vocalist? See, I don't think I know as much of Tenacious D stuff as you do, so yeah. I can't comment too much on but that. I love his personality. I think he's a great guy, and I think it's admirable how, like like you said, his love for metal is just so great, like what he does. Yeah. I do think he's, I don't, I can't take him seriously as a singer. I don't know why. I need to it's do because my he's a comedy actor. Meant to be, is it? Yeah, exactly. He's a comedy yeah. actor so with a part-time like, job as a rock and roller. After like watching School of Rock and Pick a Destiny, Oh, I just think I think he's a great performer, front man. I do. He can sing, can't he? He can sing. <laughs> it's not just yeah. no. <laughs> no, but he can, can't he? Yeah, yeah. But I I need to really listen to tell you. Yeah, yeah I think he's got a really nice tone. By the way, your demonstration was really nice. Thanks. You can hear it in the movies. In School of Rock, he sings loads of songs, he even sings, when he's just yeah. messing around doing yeah. the Deep yeah. Purple um, with the kids. Um, yeah, I know, a bit of a funny one, but I'll stick by it because he's the no, man. It's good. It's good to have him on the list. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whenever we publish the Long Live Rock and Roll book, Jack Black. I'll say okay. I'll say uh, uh, one thing about him, which is the same thing I said about Order Slave. He was so important. Uh, you know, to like in order to bring new audiences to to rock music, you've got yeah. to go mainstream and communicate, and he did that so well. Mm. Like School of Rock is a mainstream movie that you know everyone loves, 
like my mum, she's, she's a school teacher. She was a school teacher for her whole life. She loves it. She's like, that guy can teach. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how you teach. Yeah. You, you make people feel interested by the subject. You go through the history of the subject. And, and it's like, he's amazing. Like, I'm yeah. going to use some of his techniques to teach. Like, and, and also, children like it. Adults like it. Yeah. People who are into rock and roll like it. People who don't listen to rock and roll like it. And it's all about his performance. Yeah. His vocal performance, his dancing, his like yeah. weirdness. And his true, this isn't acting, his true love for the music he's got to teach. Yeah. You know he loves that music when he yeah. teaches it. Oh, I, absolutely. I think he's very charismatic. Yeah. It's like, it just, it really buys your attention and you're like, oh, that's, this is so cool. It's I so just, admirable. And do you know when people say, you know, too old for rock and roll kind of shit? Um, he proves that you're never too old for rock and roll. Yeah. He's aging and he still Rocking behaves like a teenager <laughs> yeah. when it comes to movies and music. Yeah, and right. that's isn't that one of the most uh, important things about rock music? It makes you feel young. Mm. We're talking about all those guys, Steven Tyler, yeah. you know, uh, um, Jack Black, uh, you know, uh, Dio was rocking to the last day of his life. The last picture of Dio he's doing like the, the yeah. horns and it's like very ill yeah, yeah in bed like I'm dying but I'm still rocking you know yeah. what I mean Excellent. it's like yeah well it. the uh, Jack Black songs I'll put in uh, there's a song called The Metal there's a song called Kickapoo um, there's a song called <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing myself any favours of being taken seriously am I um, <laughs> there's then there's a song which I would actually recommend watching on YouTube instead which is called Beelzebos, which is him and uh, Kyle Gass from Tenacious D doing a rock-off with the devil. And the devil is played by none other than Mr. Dave Grohl. So I must recommend you go and watch that on YouTube. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for doing this vocalist thing. Um, we've done our top five each. I think we've got a stunning array of vocals there. You're going to see in the playlist, guys. I mean, we've got a lot of songs, so That's make your way through. That's longest playlist yes, ever. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I hope you know we, we enjoyed that. It was nice to sort of talk it through and sort of find out the reasons. You know, we've all sat here saying, "Do you know, what? I've got I've got two ideas in mind, but I can't think of a third. And I was, me and Filippo were chatting and saying, "Well, if you don't think it's not if it's not because it's a band you like, think about the vocals that you heard that makes you feel something in the music." And we've all come to a great little list. Um, so Dash, thank you so much, love, for joining us. Would you like to do yourself a little shout out? Give your social medias out and everything. Oh, well, it was really nice to chat, and I can chat about vocalists for hours on end, as you probably could tell. So, please, uh, yeah, th thank you so that's, much for inviting me to do that. That's why I have a channel about it. Yes, know, so. I do. Well, I, I have a, react, a reaction channel on YouTube, Daria Vocalist. You can just find me there, and uh, I listen to music and react to it and analyze it. So, welcome. And yeah, thank you guys again for having me. That's all right, no problem. Um, as usual, guys, thank you for tuning into another episode of our podcast. Um, like I said, as business as usual, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Long Live RNR Pod. Oh, no, hold on. Felipe's asked no, no, me no, to no. do it differently now. Um, we are. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Find us on the internet. We are on the internet. <laughs> that's that's right? yeah. We're not going specific anymore. We're on the internet. So Long find us there. Rock and roll podcast. Long Go on the internet. Podcast on the internet. That. Because if you listen to this in 2045, maybe not even Google is around. Maybe. But, we never you know, know. Yeah, yeah, but the internet will yeah, be there. Yeah, so check so us on the internet. Find us on the internet. <laughs> thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Thank you to Dash for being our, our fantastic guest. 
Felipe. Well, I keep on rocking everyone. And as usual, long live rock and roll. <laughs>